Hello everyone, my name is Aarti and you are watching HW News. Political parties in power make the chief election commissioner do their bidding so as to remain in power. There have been numerous CECs and TN session happens once in a while. We need someone with character, someone who does not allow himself to be bulldozed. This is what the Supreme Court said in a damning indictment of the country's apex election body, the Election Commission of India. The Supreme Court bench made these remarks while hearing a batch of petitions challenging the current system of appointing the members of the Election Commission of India. The petition said that the executive enjoys the power to make appointment in violation of Article 342.2 of the Constitution of India. What happened in the hearing and why did the court invoke former CEC TN session? Let us understand in today's video. But before that, if you are watching this video on YouTube, please make sure you subscribe to our channel. If you are watching on Facebook, then please follow and like our page. Now you can also access our articles, videos and live TV on our app. So if you haven't already, download HW News Network app on your Android Play Store now. A five-judge constitutional bench headed by Justice K.M. Joseph and comprising Justices Ajay Rastogi, Anirudh Bose, Rishikesh Roy and C.T. Ravi Kumar are hearing a batch of petitions recommending reforms in the process of appointment of members of the Election Commission of India. In the past, the opposition parties have criticized the Election Commission of India, accusing it of being biased towards ruling Bharatiya Janata Party. The election body has been accused of selective action against the opposition while letting go scot-free those in power. Let me cite some examples before we move forward. Number 1. Just before 2019 Lok Sabha elections, the opposition accused the BJP of violating moral code of conduct by invoking the Pulwama attack and using the picture of the martyrs. The opposition had also questioned the launch of Namo TV, a TV channel that was dedicated to show Prime Minister Modi in action. It had also objected to using the Prime Minister's TV broadcast on an anti-satellite missile system for political gain. The Election Commission, however, did little to address these complaints. While no action were taken against Prime Minister Modi, as the Commission resolved him of all charges, the matter did lead to a split in the ECI. Ashok Lavasa, one of the three election commissioners, dissented on at least three Election Commission of India decisions on complaints against Prime Minister Modi. A year after the bitterly fought Lok Sabha elections, Lavasa resigned from the ECI. Number 2. During the West Bengal elections last year, Chief Minister Mamta Banerjee questioned the neutrality of Election Commission. Her questions came after the ECI announced the poll schedule with West Bengal having eight phases, while states like Bihar and Tamil Nadu with around similar number of seats had only single phase voting. She went on to ask whether the schedule had been prepared on the advice of Prime Minister Narendra Modi and Union Home Minister Amit Shah to suit their campaign schedule. Number 3. During UP elections, questions were raised by Samajwadi Party on the transfers made by Yogi Adityanath government. The party alleged before the election, Yogi government placed its favourite officers in key posting. But no action was taken in this regard. This came in contrast to ECI action during West Bengal polls when the ECI itself effected transfers of some state officials. Number 4. 
Questions were also raised on the Election Commission of India not taking any action, even as Prime Minister Modi and Chief Minister UP Yogi Adityanath's interviews were broadcasted by ANI and several media channels on the morning of first phase of polling in UP. Similar interviews of Congress President, then Congress President Rahul Gandhi, during 2017 Gujarat elections, however, had invited the ECI action. And number five, most recently, the opposition questioned the long gap between Gujarat and Himachal poll dates. While voting took place in Himachal Pradesh on 12th of November, the results will be declared almost a month later on December 8th. Now, these and many such examples are cited by the critics who have accused the ECI of compromising its independence and have also termed it a toothless tiger. It is important to know these examples to understand the context in which the proceedings are happening. Now, the petitioners claim that the independence of the Election Commission of India is compromised because of the way the members of this institutions are appointed. Just to give you a brief, there are three members in the Election Commission of India two election commissioners and one chief election commissioner. These election commissioners are appointed by the President of India. Their tenure is for six years or up to 65 years of age, whichever is earlier. Now, the court today highlighted the short tenure of the CECs to lament the successive governments. Justice Joseph said that from 2007 till now, CECs have had very short tenures. He pointed that some CECs served only for around two years and many even less than that. He questioned the Attorney General R. Venkatramani that under the 1991 Act, the term of CEC used to be six years. However, the provisional said that if he attained 65 years of age, he would retire before the completion of that period. So what the government has been doing is that because it knows the date of birth, it ensures that one who is appointed does not get his full six years. So the independence gets thwarted here. Now CECs are not getting their full terms. How will they carry out their tasks? This trend has continued. I did the math there also, be it UPA government or this government. Justice Joseph then went on to point out the stringent safeguards with which election commissioners are appointed in nearby countries like Sri Lanka, Nepal, Bangladesh and even Pakistan. He further pointed out the silence of the constitution is being exploited by all. The Attorney General for India then submitted that there are several provisions in the constitution where the parliament has been entrusted with the responsibility of contemplating and enacting such a statute. However, such a task is for the parliament to dispense at its own discretion and not for the court to decide on behalf of the parliament. But Justice Joseph then suggested involving Chief Justice of India in the appointment process. He said that apart from competence, what is important is you need someone with character who does not allow himself to be bulldozed. So the point is, who will appoint this person? The least intrusive is that there is a system when there is a presence of Chief Justice in the appointment committee. We feel that his very presence will be a message that no mess up will happen. We need the best man and there should not be any disagreement on that. Even judges have prejudices but at least you can expect that there will be neutrality. So with this, we come to the question of whether there was even an attempt to relook at the process of appointing election commissioners in the past 75 years. The answer is yes. A 2015 Law Commission report on electoral reform says that Constituent Assembly did debate this. 
During the debate, it was suggested that the appointments to the Election Commission of India be made by a two-third majority in the parliament. However, a joint session of the parliament rejected the proposal and left the option open for the parliament to make appropriate legislation. 70 plus years, but that legislation is now a faded memory. These appointments are recommended to the president by the government of the day. Another attempt to bring reform to the process was done in 1990 by Goswami Committee. The report suggested that the CEC should be appointed by the President in consultation with the Chief Justice of India and leader of the opposition in the Lok Sabha. The CEC should be additionally consulted for appointment of other election commissioners and that the entire process should have a statutory backing. A draft legislation to this effect was also prepared, but it was later withdrawn. Almost 17 years since that, the Second Administrative Reforms Commission of 2007 spoke of forming a collegium consisting of Prime Minister, Lok Sabha Speaker, Leader of the Opposition in Lok Sabha, Law Minister and Deputy Chairman of Rajya Sabha to make recommendation to the President for appointment. In 2015, the Law Commission also proposed a three-member collegium consisting of Prime Minister, Leader of the Opposition in Lok Sabha and Chief Justice of India for such appointments. It also provided a comparison. For example, in the US, the Federal Election Commissioners are appointed by the President with the advice and consent of the Senate. In Canada, they are recommended by a House of Commons resolution and in South Africa by the National Assembly. But these recommendations or reports have not led to any concrete solution. But there is another argument that says the process of appointment of election commissioners mattered little since TN Session's tenure. For he turned the organization into a fiercely independent institution, sans political fear or bias. But situation has changed a lot since then. And as the Supreme Court pointed out, the existing provisions have been used to their advantage by successive governments, both the UPA and NDA. Thus, there is an urgent need to relook at the process by which election commissioners are appointed in the country. Now, let's talk about TN Session. Whenever we talk about independence of Election Commission of India, the name of TN Session is taken as someone who ensured it. He served as Chief Election Commissioner from 1990 to 1996. Since the formation of the Election Commission of India in 1950s, to ensure free and fair elections, bribing was regular affair. As CEC, it was TN Session who identified 150 malpractices during the elections, including bribing, offering liquor, use of religion, etc. This changed the entire election mechanism. He was the person behind issuance of voter ID card and the model code of conduct. He also had put a bar on the poll expenses of the candidates. While the reforms he brought are hailed now, the politicians then were not enthused with this string of reforms that he brought. And thus, in 1993, the then Prime Minister P.V. Narsimha Rao passed an ordinance and got the President's assent to deploy two election commissioners and subsequently appointed M.S. Gill and G.V.G. Krishnamurthy as his fellows. And despite this, TN Session is remembered as a headstrong CEC who faced wrath of many governments to ensure independence of ECI. In an interview, he had famously said, I eat politicians for breakfast. There is one popular incident though about TN session. At that time, the chief minister of Bihar was Lalu Prasad Yadav and elections were going on. Bihar then had maximum incidents of fake votes and booth capturing. 
Session secured the entire province with paramilitary forces before the election. Sankarshan Thakur writes in his book, The Bihari Brothers, that Lalu Prasad Yadav used to curse TN Session during his Janta Darbar. He used to say in the tone of his humour and sarcasm that TN Session will be put on a buffalo and he will be thrown in Ganga River. But the elections that were conducted in the state with Session as CEC saw the least number of violent incidents and fake votes. His legacy is so vast and so inspiring and important in the independent India that even today the Supreme Court had to revisit it. Do let us know what you think about this in the comment box below. For more news and updates, you can log on to www.hwnews.in. Also, before I end this video, if you like this video, then please do consider subscribing to us. Go to our website www.hwnews.in slash subscribe us. There you will find multiple options. You can choose the option that suits your budget and pay us because when you pay, you help independent media like us not only survive but also thrive. Thank you so much. Now be the first to know about the latest updates on our new news app. Go on your Android or iOS, search for HW News Network. Download our app, choose the language you prefer to get updates in and be up to date with the latest news.